0: Welcome to the Career Review Podcast. This is your host Smriti. I know I have been away for a while, but then as they say, good things take time. And I'm back with the second season, which is going to be bigger and better than the first one. I'm so grateful for the overwhelming response that I've received in the first season, even after months of release of the episode and to add more value in this season we are going to interview some high profile experts on our show who are going to answer a lot of your concerns the your issues with career professional life your personal lives and overall growth mindset today's episode is all about getting out of that pandemic rut and moving ahead with the positive approach a positive mindset to turn around 2021 as the year for you it all starts from you and what you think if you would like to hang out with us all the links to our social media handles our facebook and telegram groups will be in the episode description a little little warning about the bad network that's because pandemic has created everything remote virtual and this recording of the episode was again done over the virtual platforms using some softwares and the network at my end was a little destructive but i hope it doesn't really hinder your experience of listening to the episode and uh, taking the key points away from it today's episode is one of the longest episode that i have recorded or published till date on this podcast so just be patient and hang out till the end because i'm sure once you come out on the other side you will be all pumped up motivated and positive mindset to make this year of whatever is left which is seven months exactly whatever is left of these seven months to be a success and I have a coffee recommendation for you so that you sip your coffee while enjoying the podcast. Cinnamon Roll Blended Coffee. Cinnamon Dolce syrup blended together with coffee, white chocolate mocha sauce, and vanilla bean, topped with whipped cream and cinnamon Dolce sprinkle. Sweet and spicy. Let's get into the episode.
1: So, today we have our very first guest, Benjamin with us. Benjamin, welcome to our show.
2: Thank you very much.
1: So Benjamin has swung on a wine in the jungles of Peru. He's a life mentor. He found his own business at the beginning of 2019 with Starlight Mentoring LLC. He met his sweetheart back in November of 2019, and they got married on August 12, 2020. That's pretty quick, actually.
2: (laughs) It it, it honestly was pretty quick.
1: (laughs) But, you know, when, when you meet the right person, there's...
2: Right, and that's what it was for me—is the right person, the right time.
1: Yeah, I I believe that you know people are lucky to kind of uh, find the right person early on. For some, it's you know it takes years. Right,
2: like my older sister still is looking for the right one for her, and I'm just like, <laughs> I I know it'll he'll come around for her eventually, but
1: uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that, that's wonderful. So uh, Benjamin has been on his own journey of self-mastery for over five years now and delights in helping others to be able to start our progress uh, on their own journey of self-mastery. Uh, so Benjamin, tell us something about what do you uh, like, understand and relate to as self-mastery for people?
2: so for me self-mastery really encompasses like personal development and um, kind of self-improvement those type of categories because it all comes down to improving ourselves towards a state of mastery and i'm not sure where your listeners Mm -hmm. are chiming in from but especially taking that more asian view with Mm -hmm. those old like martial arts and stuff like that where mastery is the perpetual seeking and improving and so to relate that to the self like it's perpetual seeking and improving of self like how can I be better what areas do I need to improve what can I Mm -hmm. let go of from the past that's been holding me back like an anchor and what can I use to drive myself to the future that's going to help me accelerate my progress getting where I want to go and just kind of all-encompassing of that is what I uh, define self-mastery as. All right Uh, so tell me this that
1: uh, when we talk about self-improvement and personal improvement how much percentage of credit one should give, you know, themselves as to, you know, what part they can play uh, in their personal de- development and uh, what percentage of role do their surroundings or people around them play when it comes to personal development?
2: Um, that's a good question. It, it, and let me just uh, kind of phrase it differently to make sure I'm understanding it right. like who, If I'm understanding, you're saying how much is one person in control of their own personal improvement versus the outside influences affecting them and affecting that personal improvement? Is that
1: right? The entire journey of personal development, you know, how much determination a person needs from his own end and uh, how much support does a person need from the external factors. For example, if somebody's external factors are not really good, like last year, you know, there were so many external factors. uh, everybody's life, you know, everybody got impacted because of COVID-19 and was out of control. As in, you know, there is no control on the external factor that's there. So, you know, I I do know that a lot of people found stuff. A lot of people feel that you know they were kind of behind. For a lot of people, uh, you know, they say that it's been a waste of a year uh, for them. But uh, I but I do I do see a lot of people who have actually kind of used this time by as well. What are your thoughts on that, that, you know, when it comes to personal development, your uh, self-improvement, self-mastery, how much influence does one person has on his own uh, self uh, and the external factors?
2: Yeah, so I'd actually be kind of bold and say that it's 100% oneself. Um, Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean there isn't an external influence, but regardless of what's going on around you, if it's like super amazing and awesome, Or if it's super terrible and disheartening, like either one of those, you are still yourself in your head and in your heart and in your soul. And no outside influence can choose for you. They can heavily, heavily weigh on you to make a specific choice, but you ultimately get to make that choice. And when it comes to self-mastery or personal development, um, even if you're in lockdown, or even if you've got a business that now you're trying to figure out how to keep afloat, or even if now you can't go see family members or whatever trials that have come up for you personally from COVID-19 and the Mm -hmm. pandemic last year, that's kind of still going on now. um, Right. you get to make the choices still um like you kind of mentioned there's people out there that saw an opportunity to help and there's people out there that just kind of gave up and i kind of was on both ends of that spectrum depending on which part of the year Mm -hmm. it was (laughs) to to be (laughs) completely honest with that um I mean, one area where I was just like, okay, I don't care what's going on around me is I did get married right in the middle of it. And uh, there were people around me saying, hey, like, uh, you're having difficulty getting income right now because of Mm -hmm. this, like, you should postpone the wedding so that it's more secure. And both me and my wife at this point agree, like, we are so glad we got married when we did and didn't postpone it because otherwise it would have been so much harder emotionally um right. and obviously not everyone's getting married but just that same kind of idea of regardless of other people's opinions or of world circumstances or even circumstances down to in your own home you get to choose um an example that comes up to mind is victor frankl who wrote man's search mm-hmm. for meaning he for those of you that don't know he was imprisoned in one of the concentration camps in nazi germany during world war ii okay. and he discovered that the nazis could strip him of everything except his thoughts and his choices right and that's where he learned to come into his power is that it didn't matter what anyone else did they could not change his own thoughts That's a very
1: powerful example.
2: It it really is. Because for some people, they might have imagined that it was something similar to being in a concentration camp. Like, obviously, hopefully, you weren't being tortured, but just that lack of freedom that was experienced so prevalently this last year. And you, you still are the one in control of your own thoughts.
1: Right. Uh, like you said that uh, it, you know, we are hundred percent responsible for our own self-development and self-mastery, our thoughts. But I do. I feel like not everybody, uh, you know, is as strong in their head uh, to kind of manifest that themselves. So you know, how can people find inspiration when they feel extremely demotivated and stuck? Because what happens is. No matter how strong you are, sometimes you kind of get swayed away because of the external factors and the problems that it creates in your life. So, you know, what is your advice for some people who probably, you know, are not as strong or, you know, kind of are not able to uh, sail through the storms right now, especially because of the last year?
2: Yeah. Uh, getting to the question that you just asked me, uh, of those that aren't as practiced in... Um, Mm -hmm. Like you said, being strong in their head or being able to make these choices. Um, The first thing I'd say to that is sometimes we do give our power away. And um, I I remember when I had you on my podcast, um, I could bring up an example there of how you didn't give your power away to your father um, Mm -hmm. when you were growing up and you you make choices for yourself where a lot of people, depending on their circumstances, they'll give their power away to their mom or to their dad or to their job or even to their cousin or their group of friends or just anyone that has an opinion or to school or to the news. And and I could keep going on with the list. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But if you've noticed that you started to give that power away to where you don't feel like you're 100% um, in control, it's going to sound really basic and simple. But organize your sock drawer. Stack the spoons in the silverware Mm -hmm. drawer. Make the bed. Just do super simple things and celebrate it say okay i was able to create order out of this chaos i was able to organize my soccer i was able to organize the spoons Mm -hmm. i was able to make my bed i was able to dust the corners of the house i was able to Wash the dishes. I was able to do the laundry. I was able to fold the laundry that's been sitting there for five days.
1: Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, start with smaller, simpler tasks, feel a bit accomplished by them, and then probably you know tackle the bigger problems.
2: Exactly, because you don't start moving mountains before you start moving pebbles, or before you start moving rocks, or before you start moving boulders it's a progressive climb of gaining that momentum and also that um, confidence in your own ability. And you notice that I said, like you're taking something from a state of chaos and turning it into order. How much chaos have we seen this last year? Like, wow, so much. Right. And so, obviously one person isn't going to change the world from the state of Mm -hmm. chaos it's in now to a state of order, but that's because no one's practiced enough to do that. Right. We, We start practicing where we're at. And even those of you that have a little bit more control of your head, like if you want to start gaining this momentum, like do something simple and just pat yourself on the back. Pump your fist in the air. Say, yeah, I did it. Give yourself a hug. Ask someone else to give you a hug. Like, (laughs) um, Celebration tells our brain we did a good thing or that something good happened. And so if you leave that part out, it's going to take a lot longer because otherwise your brain isn't going to get in on it. And you might be doing a lot of awesome right. things, but if you're not celebrating it, then that's a big part you're missing out on. So, so maybe you're doing bigger things, but if celebration's a piece you could add, add that. Put a song right. on so, dance to a happy dance.
1: <laughs> I I know that a lot of times you know times when so if like for me I would say that you know some people that know me they know that uh, the the playlist that's right like playing on my phone is how my mood is that day. <laughs> and i yep so i try yeah i try to use songs and usually when i feel extremely dull you know instead of listening to like sad songs for no reason i try to listen to some upbeat songs uh, to kind of you know train the brain because again like you said that you we control our mind our mind doesn't control us and we can train it to kind of you know do smaller tasks feel accomplished celebrate small wins and then tackle the bigger problems to kind of gain that
2: self-confidence that, yes, I can do something. Yeah. And to bring an example into this uh, that I just experienced last night, Mm -hmm. um, I put out on my website and on my social media feeds that I was going to be doing a training last night. And, um, nobody signed up for it. And I'm like, should I have done it for free instead of charging people? And like all these thoughts going through my head as I'm like getting ready to do this and just being like, I don't want to do this. And thankfully I talked to one of my mentors earlier in the day yesterday and he's like, you're going to do that whether or not there's people there. And I'm just like, but I don't want to. And He's like, then you're not being integrity. You're not being in integrity with yourself. And I'm just like, I really love having mentors, and yet, why do they have to call me out on things? <laughs> <laughs> and yet, that's why we have mentors—is to help us with those type of things. And I, I did the training, and it, it wasn't the best training I've ever given because I was still kind of bummed. Mm-hmm. But I did it, right? And I celebrated it afterwards, even if it was just like, "Yeah, I did it!" Woohoo! And even kind of in a lower tone of voice, and just like. Oh, yeah, I did it. Like, however it was, I still was like, okay, I'm going to celebrate this even if um, I'm not like completely enjoying it. And um, there's another point I wanted to bring up with that.
1: What was that? What did you feel after doing the training? Did you feel a bit accomplished or you felt like, oh, that, that was kind of a practice session for me Yeah, that I did it, something like that?
2: Yeah, I definitely felt accomplished because I said I was going to do something and I still did it even if at right. that point I didn't want to. And so to do that and still celebrate it, even with just a, oh yeah, good job, you did it, woohoo, and like kind of pat myself on the back, just like, um, I could have celebrated it a lot better that's one <laughs> but, but, but even like it maybe this is really good for someone to hear that even someone that's been at this for five years they can still come up across things that they just struggle with and does that mean that i'm bad at what i do no it just means i came up against something hard right. does it mean i'm worthless no i just came up against something hard and that's okay
1: And that's very important to remind yourself again. And it's like people kind of tend to forget and move towards more negative thoughts that, Oh, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm not keeping up and X, Y, Z thoughts like that. But if instead, if they focus on positive thoughts, that's going to really help manifesting that and probably, you know, will give motivation to probably do better.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point um a little bit more on that too is uh as i talked to this mentor of mine he told me he's like yeah uh you kind of been avoiding this because Mm -hmm. you've been scared of it sit down for 90 seconds feel the scared and then that emotion goes away because it's out of charge like it, it runs out of its battery or juice and it just goes and it was crazy because I'm just like right I have just been go 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 this whole week that I haven't even had 90 seconds to sit down and say hey I'm scared of this thing that I'm going to be doing at the end of the week Mm -hmm. feel the scared and get over it and just get through it and be okay the emotion's done let's go and as I was there talking with him I had those 90 seconds and it was just like okay, yeah, I can do this. And and it was the strangest thing. And I'm just like, holy cow, what, 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 whoa. (laughs) And- and, uh, I can feel it. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things that it seems so obvious and yet it happens and you're just like, wait, repeat. Can we see the instant replay on that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and that's the other point i was wanting to bring up that i couldn't remember a second ago is sometimes especially like i doubt there's a person in the world at this point hardly that doesn't have some sadness they haven't actually felt from last year right. put on a sad song and if you need to cry if you need to weep if you need to grieve and just Feel the emotion from what could have been, from what would have been, from what should have been, from what didn't happen, from what never will happen, and just let that emotion be experienced so that it's not bottled up inside of you anymore. Good Because you're going to experience at some point, you may as well decide, okay, I'm going to experience mm-hmm. that emotion now for five minutes or for 10 minutes or half hour. Like... And you might schedule yourself a longer chunk of time and need less of it, or maybe you'll need more than what you scheduled, but just put on some sad songs. And it kind of sounds counterintuitive when you're like having a bad day to put on some sad songs, but those sad songs might be happier than where you feel. And and it just kind of lets you experience that emotion to where you can get through it past it and keep going
1: right I think it's very important to face your emotions because unless you face that emotion whatever you are feeling and you are probably running away from I think it, it kind of you know gets stuck in your thoughts and you're not even, like able to think clearly and it's there present in your conscience and it kind of felt, like, probably gets stuck there so every time I feel angry or probably you know a lot of times that we feel angry for example at work I know that you know it was not my fault but my boss yelled at me but I really can't go back and yell at that person I'll probably you know like go to an empty room probably you know like just take a pen and paper scratch it like badly to kind of you know yeah. release that energy from uh inside on that piece of paper clear that paper and you know, keep on scratching 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 on that paper with pen a bit little bit hard and then you know, feel better about it. And whatever the person feels probably is their way of uh, releasing anger. Sometimes I cry when I'm very angry and I know I can't really probably, you know, yell at somebody because you can't really all do that every time. Uh, I cry it out and I I instantly feel better and it clears up my thoughts. It's like, okay, I've just kind of wiped away everything and uh, it's easy to kind of bring yourself back together. I have a like clear thought and then you are able to kind of make better decisions as to what you want to do okay what's next what can i do to make this better now this has happened and it's easy to obviously let go and move forward
2: yeah so I think and it, that's
1: a very good point that you said there yeah.
2: yeah and one more quick point on anger sometimes you just need a screen do it in your car where people can't hear you go hmm. do, do it in your pillow so that it muffles it, or go out to a field in the middle of nowhere, no one can hear you. Because sometimes you do just need a screen. But I love how you brought up the just scribbling that piece of paper to shreds.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It helps every time. I mean, I'm sure you must have seen that, you know, it's a bit of kind of a science that uh, people often, while sitting idle, kind of thinking something, they start doodling at the back of their notebook somewhere, something, And there are certain people who are probably experts and kind of reading those doodles and then understand that what the person might be feeling, because I I guess those have certain kind of meanings. So, you know, I also have that habit of kind of doodling uh, while thinking, probably, you know, if I feel stuck, I'm usually creating circles or boxes, like closed ones. I'm running in loops and loops. And similarly, when I'm angry, I kind of start scratching the paper Mm -hmm. (laughs) with, you know, a little bit harder. And then it kind of makes me feel better instantly and helps me clear my mind.
2: Yeah, and that's really cool. I, I really like that.
1: And I also feel like that, uh, you know, instead of kind of uh, yelling or making bad decisions when you are feeling grief or anger, uh, it's, it's better to give yourself time to, you know, sympathize and probably empathize with yourself. I think empathize would be a better word, probably empathize with yourself. Uh, you have to be there for yourself and not expect other people to be there for you. I mean, first you have to expect yourself to be there. For
2: yourself. Yeah. And if you're not there for yourself, then no one else is really going to be there for you. And there's a lot deeper I could go on what I just said there, but to put it simply, like, if you're not willing to put the effort in on you, then someone else um it can't even help you fully and that goes back to the 100 i mentioned earlier that even if things around you are super good and there's people just like oh yeah do this and this and this is going to help you live your life better and oh yeah here i signed you up for this class or i got you this book or this audio or listen to this podcast like all these things could literally be sitting at the tip of your fingers and you could choose to not do anything with it And so that's the opposite example of maybe the whole world's in commotion, but you're still in control. It's like maybe all these things are happening for you, but you're still in control. And and either way, you get to make the choice. What am I going to do with what I have? What am I going to do with what I don't have?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So Benjamin is also an expert of vision boards, and he trains people in creating and manifesting vision boards. So for people who
2: don't know, how would you uh, define what a vision board is? Yeah, so first uh, I would clarify um, why you would want to use a vision board. So vision board is something you want to use if you're looking to get goals um, more effectively or more clearly Mm -hmm. or quicker. And um, also just to be able to like... not only just bigger things or cooler things, but also just more consistently would be why I would recommend to use a vision board is to improve the uh, state of your mind for visualizing to where you, it's a product, it's a not a product, a area of self mastery as I look at it. And after that, why coming to the what Uh, I recently did a little bit of research and I've known a lot about vision boards recently, but I did a little bit of research about different types Mm -hmm. of vision boards. Um, I feel like a lot of the time people think of vision boards as this collage where they put on there, the big house, the yacht, the, um, losing 50 pounds, the, um, touring France, the... Um, all of these giant things and then have a beach house in Tahiti right. and ju- just all these big things and, and,
1: and there are a lot of YouTube videos uh, that kind of people make on creating such vision boards, and you know the concentration is all about making it pretty using art right and images.
2: yeah and,
1: and, it, and, it, and, yeah.
2: and, and uh, let me just say there's nothing wrong with that Mm -hmm. but I personally call that a dream board. And Mm -hmm. this is another topic I talk about sometimes dreams versus visions. A dream is kind of up there in the clouds. Vision is something you can see. Mm -hmm. And people use those collages and get things off of it. And that's awesome. I, could come up with ways you could do that more effectively or like try and come up with ways that that would work. But for me, the approach I take is similar yet different where you section off a part of your wall, like mm-hmm. kind of like they do with poster boards with those collages, but right. you like, um, I'm trying to think if I should say this in feet or meters. <laughs> So so about two feet wide by like a foot and a half tall, which would be like Mm -hmm. two thirds of a meter by half a meter. (laughs) That's
1: quite precise.
2: (laughs) Um, And the the exact size is not important. The important part is, Mm -hmm. is that you section off a part of your wall. I started out using painter's tape. Later, after I'd been at it for a while, I upgraded to a cork board. Mm-hmm. And just section off this part of your wall and that now becomes your creation area and a focus point, a focal point for creating. And the reason that's important is because it sets it apart from everything else in your room. Because especially if your sock drawer is still unorganized, <laughs> You don't want that chaos seeping into your vision board. You want your vision board to be a place of order and creation. So, so you set it just, apart just close by- close
1: that drawer, yeah. Just close that drawer and
0: look at the room. Or,
2: organize it and close it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you're setting this area of your room apart. It, and it's important to do it in your bedroom because that's where you start and end the day. And um, I'll talk about why that's important a little bit more mm-hmm. in a second. But you get that area defined. And then if you want to make a nine by nine grid on it, cool. If you just want to leave it open, that's how I have it. But I just kind of mentally have it divided up into like a tic-tac-toe board. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And then you get a picture, be it from a magazine, be it something you found on Pinterest or on Google search that you printed out. Or maybe even just a sticky note you drew on, even if it's just words. Now, just using words is not as effective because it's not activating the right side of your brain. Okay. Um, the, thinking of where to go next. To, so you put something up there and you visualize it. And the most effective time to visualize it is first thing in the morning and last thing at night. Why? Because that's when you've got those alpha waves going through your brain that come up with those eureka moments, that come up with those aha moments where you Mm -hmm. gain those epiphanies. And your brain is more open as well to receiving new ideas. Because for the science people out there, your reticular activating system or your RAS Mm -hmm. acts as the filter in your head. And that filter is strongest during the day. It is least strong in that first 15, 30 minutes when you wake up and 15, 30 minutes Mm -hmm. before you go to sleep. And so using that prime time to get these things in your head, your head's going to be like, okay, okay. Yeah, let's do this because yeah. And what happens is you're visualizing it and and beyond just like seeing in like this void or in space, like let's say a yacht, like Mm -hmm. maybe that's what you're visualizing instead of just visualizing the yacht itself, visualize what it's like to be on that yacht with your friends or by yourself or with some business people or with your family, whatever speaks to you is super cool why you wanted that in the first place. You visualize what it's like to go Mm -hmm. out there and start cruising through the waves. Or maybe it's something more simple like get a dog and it's a particular breed of dog And maybe a particular color on its fur, and you're just like, okay, what's it like when I go and pick it up from the shelter or pick it up from the store or buy it from this Mm -hmm. friend? And then taking it home, how cool is it to pour its first thing of food and just see it chow down on it? And is it a puppy or is it already grown up? And Mm -hmm. are my kids going to interact with it, or am I getting it for myself? And just all these things you visualize, okay, what would it be like on a day-to-day interaction with this thing that I'm wanting? And the more you can do that, the more that you can literally experience it in your head, your brain's gonna go, excuse me, we keep experiencing this, but we're not actually experiencing it. Something's wrong, we need to experience this. (laughs) Because in our brain, there's no difference between what we're seeing and feeling and what's happening in our brain.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so if it's we can- It's just
1: the imagination club.
2: Exactly, exactly. It's, it's getting that imagination rolling. And our brain is wired such that it can't tell the difference between like this Zoom call I'm on with you. And if I just closed my eyes and was like, oh yeah, Smriti is talking to me um, right now. Like my brain can't tell the difference between when I close my eyes and when they're open as long Mm -hmm. as I'm visualizing it.
1: Okay, and I think that also kind of uh, creates a longing inside your brain that, you know, you start wanting that thing so badly because now that you've visualized it, you kind of want it more and it makes you work harder to kind of achieve that.
2: Exactly, and your brain starts giving you ideas on how to have that happen. Well, one example of this, <laughs> kind of crazy, but I did a exercise two days ago that I was not prepared for. And so my legs are still hurting today. <laughs> On my vision board currently, I have a massage chair. And so it's been really easy recently to imagine what's it like to have this massage chair getting all of this soreness out of my legs. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, I'm just like, gosh darn it it's sitting right here behind me and it's not there (laughs) (laughs) because like I've experienced it so much in my head that like I literally look behind me and I'm just like why is there a bike there instead of my massage chair that's not supposed (laughs) to be there the massage chair is there and I've done it enough in my head that I'm starting to get to the point to where I literally, as I look in this section of the room, I'm like, there is something not right there. There's supposed to be a massage chair there. And I know that since I'm to this point, it's going to be very soon that massage chair comes because there's only so much more that I can, like the probably like only next step I can think of is just being in shock when I see that area and just being like, whoa, where'd the massage chair go? (laughs) <laughs> like, your vision
1: is, visual skills are quite strong I must say
2: <laughs> well, well and I've been at this for five years so don't d- don't um, expect yourself to be perfect at this when you start out I started out my first vision board success was have five in-depth chat with chats with people
1: mm-hmm.
2: I was just like let's see if this works and at this point I have uh, like 45 vision board successes in my binder. And that's another good point to bring up, Um, kind of finish wrapping up the how-to on vision boards. So, So you visualize this thing and once you get it off your vision board, then you stick it in your vision board success binder. And so basically you've gotten yourself a binder as well that you keep these in because it's special you get the file protectors and you stick these pictures in it. you're like, yeah, I did that. That's cool. That's awesome. I created something. If you don't want to throw that in the trash, like, no, that's special. You created that. And so it, it gives you something as well to go back and look at, because at this point I can flip through my 45 successes and be like, okay, what's next? Because obviously I can do this right and for those thinking like oh well maybe he hasn't done anything cool it's like no i've gone to peru (laughs) because of my vision board (laughs) so if that doesn't like take the cake for you let me just bring up one more i got married a lot because like that was part of why i got married so quick is because i had it on my vision board and knew what i wanted so if that hasn't convinced you, like, talk to me after you listen to this, like, <laughs> I'll go through the 45 with you if you need.
1: <laughs> I think you have otherwise, and I do agree to the fact that, you know, one of the strongest is actually our visions. I mean, like, more than smell or listening, I do believe that the vision kind of makes. a um, like is, is the strongest of them all, you know, as an audience of podcast, you know, though podcast is an audio medium and, you know, our listeners are you know, listening to us, uh, I'm sure they must be kind of visualizing that what these two people look like who are talking, you know, and, and mm-hmm. we are listening to right now and what kind of expression, because that usually happens with me. When I listen to a podcast, I try to imagine what kinds, you know, even if it is just, you know, your radio or, which is again, like an audio platform. And sometimes we resonate, uh, you know, so we just kind of try to imagine that, uh, okay, so uh, this voice, this person might look like that, okay, this person might be laughing, right? When you hear somebody laughing, like we were laughing uh, a a few minutes back, probably, you know, as an audience, I would have kind of uh, had a vision in my head, like a parallel uh, image as in, okay, I can imagine these two people talking and laughing it out and all those things. I I do believe that, you know, whatever sense probably that is, you kind of go back to your vision sense, you know, and imagine everything in your head. And this also reminds me of uh, of a story that I uh, kind of heard uh, in my moral science classes uh, when I was uh, in primary school. And it kind of stayed with me uh, that there was a small boy who was a bully uh, and he was very, you know, full of anger and he would do just uh, certain bad things. Mm-hmm. and then uh, his teacher asked him to pin a nail in the board every time he did something bad I and mean, he did that so like the every time there was a complaint against that child he used to pin a like just a pin on the cockpit and uh, then you know one day when there were too many things on that board he said he Every time you did a bad thing, I pinned it. And, you know, you can just see that how many bad pins are there. So, you know, that kind of made that person realize. And then he said, now if you want to undo this, every time you do something as an action of kindness, I'm going to unpin one pin from this board." And then, you know, that boy did something good. He removed one pin from that. And then, you know, it kind of charged him up. And he started doing more good things because, you know, when there were certain pins taken out of that board because of, you know, his kindness, his acts of kindness, you know, it kind of, you know, accelerated him and, you know, made him feel accomplished, you know, uh, the zeal to become a better person. And, you know, he achieved to get all those pins out by doing acts of kindness. And obviously, you know, in the end, he was a good boy rather than being what he was before, you know? He turned from being a bully to a kind, gentle boy. So and that's, you know, that's you know, one of those examples that I can relate to while listening to you. And, you know, see, again, I had a vision of the story, just listening to you that how we can manifest and how vision bows can charge us to be better versions of ourselves, or maybe just what we want.
2: Right, and even as you were telling that story, like I could imagine my head, what this kid might look like and how that cork board ended up looking like now the teacher like had that look on his face like hey I don't want you to feel bad about this like do kindness get this gone and to kind of uh, go back to vision boards with that example of building momentum Mm -hmm. uh, like I said I started out with a super simple thing have five up chats with different people Mm -hmm. okay that's super simple but it helped me to build the momentum So, especially as you're starting out, you can have one just big, giant, practically impossible goal up there, but limit it to one until you've gotten, um, until that one comes off and have like maybe two or three that would take like between six months and a year and have uh, between two and three again that would take between a month and six months. And then have two or three, again, that would be um, between like a week and a month. And don't have more than nine on there to begin with it. And even, I wouldn't start out with more than five just so that it doesn't overwhelm you. As you get going with it and as you get practiced, then you'll start to understand how many you can mm-hmm. have on there without it being just overwhelming. Um but, but that's a good uh, rubric uh, to start out with a, a good kind of model for how to start out using a vision board is just set that part of your wall aside and say, this is my mm-hmm. creation space. Put like two to five things up there, e- even start out with one if you need, but mm-hmm. make sure that at least a couple of those are something that normally you would think you could get done in a week to a month because that way you're not just sitting there the whole year like I wonder if I'll ever get anything off this (laughs) even
1: if you wonder I think you should just still go with it
2: it, yeah and like put that big thing up there just make sure you put smaller things too so you can start to build the momentum so you can start to realize okay yeah this does work and this is how you do it it, and then This
1: brings me to another question that I had in mind. So when it comes to goal setting, you know, probably, you know, deciding the goals that you want to achieve and then creating a vision of it. So uh, what do you advocate? Having bolder goals or having conservative
2: goals? It, having what kind of goals or what kind of goals? Sorry?
1: So, you know, having conservative goals. Uh-huh. Or, you know, maybe just go with it and, you know, have big leap goals. Because I do see this debate a lot when it comes to goal setting. If you read a lot of articles there on the internet, uh, some people talk about having conservative goals so that you don't get disappointed, you know, having more realistic goals. And sometimes people say, if you want to dream big, you want to vision uh, something big, you won't achieve something big.
2: Um, I think it depends on the person, but also kind of like I was just saying, like build up the momentum, have the big goal on there. But keep it to one for now until you get that goal. Have three or five smaller ones that you get done sooner and prove it to yourself. Yeah, I can do this. Yeah, I could get that goal in a week. Yeah, I could do this in a month. Yeah, I can do this. And you are You're Proving it to yourself. It's not you're proving it to someone else, you're proving it to yourself saying, yes, I have the power to visualize this. And that's why it's in the morning, you take even just three minutes. If you can do more, great. But just take three minutes in the morning, three minutes at night, Mm -hmm. look at it. It, Even if you're still just sitting in your bed, like imagine what it would be like to do that. If you would fall asleep in your bed, then maybe stand up and like get in front of it. (laughs) But even if you fall asleep as you're thinking about it, then you're using that sleep time to um, come up with solutions on how to get this. And that's why it's most important that if you only did either morning or night, do it at night. Because if you go to sleep with this in your head during your whole time you're sleeping, your brain's going to be like, okay, this was the most important mm-hmm. thing in the world as I went to sleep. How do I do this? How, and it looks at it from every angle. Um, and once you get the goal, you put it in your vision board success binder. And maybe you put up a new goal immediately after that, or maybe you wait for one or two more to come off and then you put mm-hmm. one or two or three more up.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Just play it by ear. Go with your gut instinct on how to do it is what a lot of it comes down to. That's kind so of I the. Agree it, with
1: you on that point. Yeah.
2: Th- that's kind of the basic model on how to do a vision board.
1: Right. You know, even I advocate on having a big goal, but then having smaller goals, like milestones or stepping stones, to kind of achieve that big goal finally, so that you know you can have a sense of accomplishment, or probably you know, uh, in like while running to achieve one big goal probably in one direction you don't end up losing the other ones probably that are not relatable. I think we can really achieve all of them one by one, you know, maybe the smaller ones right.
2: And maybe you've got a giant goal to run a marathon. Well, you can prep for that by putting on there as well, run a 5k. Because if you can't run a 5k, you're not going to run a marathon. You could maybe walk, but like, if you can't even walk a 5k like you can't walk a marathon (laughs) and so like it even if uh, your goal isn't related it's still going to help you but if it is related like that's just going to be like one more stepping stone milestone like you were just
1: saying right right so i hope uh, everyone listening to us today is motivated now to start 2021 on a good note, whatever has happened has happened in 2020 uh, but you know taking that with us and leaving it behind at the same time uh, I would uh, I just hope that everybody kind of creates better goods for them and probably you know start afraid uh, this year with the, probably and now that the news of vaccine is also almost there I do think light at
2: the end of the tunnel um things getting normal very yeah and even if you're still a little bit bummed out about 2020 you can do like i was mentioning earlier in the episode of um just setting aside some time putting on a sad song and just feeling the emotion getting through it. it and maybe you're not to the point to where you're like yeah, I'm ready to do a vision board. Maybe you like want to, but you're not quite there yet. Just keep working on yourself in some form or another and you'll get there. And it's okay if it's not today or even next week. Like we just went through a very hard year. One that's probably going to go down as one of, if not the hardest year in human history. Like, Give yourself some grace. Give yourself some... Give yourself a chance to come back to um, a state of balance. And that's going to help you to be able to get out there and use a vision board and get big goals. But just start where you're at. If you still need to cope, cope. If you still need to um, do little things to get you to where Mm -hmm. you can start doing bigger things, do that. And everyone starts their journey somewhere different.
1: Right. It's, it's all about starting, you know, taking that first. Yeah. Thank you so much, Benjamin, for taking our time. And to whoever is listening to us today, if you are not convinced, I would urge you to listen to this episode once again. And I'm sure you will get inspired by our conversation. I am learning a lot today. And I'm taking uh, a few key pointers back with me from this episode and with my conversation with Benjamin. And I'm really thankful that you took this time out uh, to discuss so many things. I think people really, really need to listen to a few of these things. And uh, whether it's at professional level or at personal level, I think a lot of people are at the same point around the world, maybe for different reasons. And they really needed to uh, kind of, hear the South that it's going to be okay, and then you can do that, and you have the power to do that. That's, I think, the biggest takeaway from this conversation, for me,
2: Yeah, going right back to that percentage question you asked me earlier, you're 100% in control. Be it if you're surrounded by good things or surrounded by bad things, you're 100% in control. You get to choose where you go next.
1: Absolutely person sure on that and we'll uh, leave details for Benjamin in the details section in case anybody wants to reach out to him and I'm sure that he'll be happy to help
2: yeah it, it's been awesome being on your podcast today Smriti and um could I just mention a little bit of what's might be in that description yes yes so One thing, the way that Smurdy and I actually met is through the podcast that I run, uh, How to Rewrite Your Stars. It was awesome having her be a guest on my show as well. Um, I also have my website, starlightmentoring.com, where you can access that podcast. If you can't find it on your um, platform, you listen to podcasts, and you can also get on there to be able to work with me. And I've recently put together a couple different options for, um, payment plans or paid and full plans for mentoring packages so that you can get the help that you need in today's world, because it's not easy right now. And more now than ever, or or (laughs) now, more than ever, (laughs) um, now more than ever, we need help. And I would be honored to be able to be the one to help you.
1: And I highly recommend because, you know, the previous conversation that we had was amazing. This conversation had been amazing. And I I really think that, you know, you are very easy to talk to. And it's kind of very easy to get conversation flowing.
2: Yeah. Even when we're literally 12 hours difference, the opposite end of the world, I'm happy to help. (laughs) Yeah. We'll we'll schedule a time to work for the both of us.
1: Right. I mean, you can always find a common time. That's not a problem. It's again, goes back to that. If you want to do it, you do it.
2: Yeah. If it's important, you'll find a way. If it's not, you'll find an excuse. But thanks again. And for those listening, I just finish up with, start where you're at. And if you can get a vision board up today, great. Painter's tape is amazing. (laughs)
1: yes and in case somebody creates a vision board after this episode you would you know love it yeah
2: well thanks again for having me on today Smriti
1: thank you so much